BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And welcome, everybody, to a special edition of The Water Cooler. I'm David Brody, and I've got to tell you, if you're interested in biblical archaeology, have I got the podcast for you. It's right here. We're going to be talking a lot about what they are discovering all around the world that actually proves the Bible is true. It's all documented in a book. We're going to be telling you a lot more about it in the podcast. It's called Etched in Stone, Archaeological Discoveries that prove the Bible. And by the way, speaking of archaeological discoveries that prove the Bible, you know, 2020 was a rough year. We all know that with COVID, not much going on, if you will, a lot of quarantining. Uh, But they were still discovering stuff over in Israel. As a matter of fact, uh, archaeologists, excuse me, have actually discovered the first evidence of an early Christian settlement from about 1,500 years ago, uh, and it was near Nazareth. Now, this is according to the Israel Antiquities Authority. Researchers there basically discovered a Greek inscription called, uh, hear the words, Christ born of Mary. So it was dedicated to the Christian Messiah, which of course we know is Jesus, and it was at the entryway of a 5th century church. Anyhow, it closes the circle, and now we know actually that Christians in this area, or excuse me, were in this area during this era, so pretty neat stuff. Also, the the huge kingdom of the Judean government, it was actually uh, the whole complex, much of the complex was found near the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem this past year. Uh, In other words, 2,700 years ago, uh, the, the Judah government was there. They had 120 inscribed seal impressions on a jaw on jars at storage facilities, Uh, holding food, collected as taxes for like King Hezekiah and many other uh, kings in first temple times. Uh, In addition, there's been like a bulla, which is like a seal, a bulla of a servant of King Jeroboam discovered. There's been reliefs uh, of of an Assyrian king, uh, Sargon II, unearthed in Iraq. So the list goes on and on. It's all great stuff. We're going to talk about uh, what has been discovered uh, throughout history when it comes to proving the Bible correct. And once again, the book is called Etched in Stone, Archaeological Discoveries that Prove the Bible. Uh, The author is Lisette Bassett Brody. We're going to have an interview with her uh, coming up a little later and some more details about the book. That's next on a special edition of The Water Cooler. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And welcome back to a special edition of The Water Cooler. We're talking biblical archaeology today uh, on the show, on the podcast. And I got to tell you, there's this great book out there. You've got to check it out. More than 20,000 copies sold across the country. It's called Etched in Stone. Check it out. Go to etchedinstonebook.com 
or just type in Etched in Stone on Amazon and the book will come up. Uh, it's really been a, a hot seller out there. And what it does in a very simple and easy to understand form goes ahead and lays out so many of the biblical archaeological discoveries uh, that have been shown throughout time to prove the Bible correct. Uh, anyhow, I, I want to play something from CBN News, the Christian Broadcasting Network. Chris Mitchell, uh, who is the Jerusalem correspondent, did a great piece on this book, and check it out here. During a visit to the Holy Land, Lizette Bassett Brody visited the Israel Museum. She found artifacts like this one, but when she looked for a catalog of these biblical treasures, she couldn't find one anywhere. So she decided to write one herself. That was 18 years ago. Her decision and years of hard work led to etched in stone, archeological discoveries that prove the Bible. This is not a book on archeology. span It really is more about the Bible and then a little bit of archeology span just to show that the stories within the pages of the Bible are historical and factual. She says even Bible believers may not know what's been discovered. I don't think that a lot of Christians realize how much physical evidence there is to support the scriptures. One famous piece, or more accurately thousands of pieces of evidence, are the Dead Sea Scrolls housed here at the Israel Antiquities Authority. This is a lab where experts examine those scrolls, discovered 70 years ago, that revealed a treasure written 2,000 years ago. When something is not supported through archaeology, critics will jump on it as fast as possible and say, you see, there's no evidence, therefore the story is not true, and the Bible is wrong. What the Dead Sea Scrolls showed us is that our copy today is almost exactly identical. It proved that we can trust the version that we have today because it is so close to what was there thousands of years ago. In all, the book provides 70 discoveries that document the historical accuracy of the scriptures. They did not happen in a vacuum, and they're not made up, and the way we know this is because we have physical proof, and we can thank archaeology for that. Each year, dozens of excavations go on like this one in biblical Shiloh, Israel's first capital. Two archaeologists who discovered physical proof of the Bible are Elat Mazar and Gabi Barkai. Mazar found the seal of King Hezekiah mentioned in the Hebrew scriptures. This is unparalleled, unheard of, to come as close as you can imagine to a biblical figure, not to mention such a king as King Hezekiah. So to find his seal impression, it's almost touching him. Barkai uncovered tiles and coins from the Second Temple period described in the New Testament. In the book of Acts and in the Gospel of John, there is a mentioning of the eastern porch of the Temple Mount. We have the floors upon which uh, the coins were rolling when Jesus turned upside down the temples of the money changers. The book includes sections for easy reference to people, places, or things. People like King David or Pontius Pilate, places throughout Israel and the Middle East, and things like Hezekiah's Tunnel or the Pool of Siloam. It's almost like Israel brings the Bible to life. And I think that's partly what makes Israel so special. You know, like when, when it talks about David being in the wilderness and you see what the wilderness looks like there, that narrative makes much more sense. And within each section, it's alphabetized. I wanted everything to be very accessible, very easy to find while flipping through. Even 
within each artifact, there's a, an information box where the artifact was found, who found it, when did they find it, and what exactly it is. Bassett Brody feels it's a great witnessing tool for both doubting Christians and skeptics. When we talk about the Bible, it's so abstract to many people. But anytime you have physical proof, it's going to support what you're saying. And archaeology is the same way. Now that there's physical evidence, um, I think it makes the best witnessing tool of all. Because you can't really question something that's sitting right in front of you that you can see with your own eyes. She also hopes the book will bring the Bible to life. That was one of my goals, that if they read this book, or even parts of the book, they're going to walk away with something, having learned something about the Bible, about God, about Jesus. Once again, the book is called Etched in Stone. You can go to etchedinstonebook.com for more, or just go to Amazon and type in Etched in Stone. We're back with the author after this. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And welcome back to a special edition of The Water Cooler. We're talking biblical archaeology and time now for an interview uh, with the author, Lisette Bassett Brody, a master's in biblical studies and she went over to Israel, and that's where the Genesis, no pun intended, or actually pun intended, but that's where the Genesis for this book started. Let's have a little bit of that interview right now. Well, Lisa, let's start with this. Why did you actually decide to write the book in the first place? Well, the main reason I decided to write this book is because I wanted people to be aware of the fact that there was physical evidence that supports the stories in the Bible. You know, there are many people who think that these stories are made up or that they're allegorical or that they're just the fantasy of some writers from thousands of years ago when in fact the scriptures are historical and factual and you can't really question archaeology too much because when you're holding something physical in your hand it would be very difficult to then say no this thing does not exist. So tell me about how the idea for the book actually uh, took shape. Well, back in 2000, my husband and I took a tour of Israel with our church. And as Pastor Lon Solomon led us around the country, uh, I started to notice that there were many sites that obviously the Bible talked about. And on one particular day, he took us to the Israel Museum where they had a lot of artifacts on display. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. I had no idea there was so much concrete evidence that supported the Bible. So I thought, I'm going to go to their bookstore and grab a book. Well, they didn't have one. And I really wasn't that concerned. I figured when I get back to the States, I would easily get online and find something there. But I didn't find anything. So I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to compile the information myself. Because if I'm interested in this kind of information, Certainly there are other Christians who would like to know that there's physical evidence for their faith. And so I put the book together. Now, the structure of the book is done really well. And, I, and I'm curious about your thought process regarding how you put this together, because basically this isn't a stuffy archaeology book. It really is for the layman or laywoman, if you will. I tried to structure it in a way that made it very easy for all kinds of readers in four separate categories. 
I started with people, then places, things, and then points of interest. And within each section, it's alphabetized. I wanted everything to be very accessible, very easy to find while flipping through. Even within each artifact, there's a, an information box where the artifact was found, who found it, when did they find it, and what exactly it is. So that you would know right away before even reading anything within that section exactly what you were going to learn. Tell us a little bit about some artifacts that have been discovered. I mean, what stood out to you? There's so many, so many throughout history. Well, honestly, there are so many that it's very difficult to narrow it down to just one or two. But if I have to, one of the ones that is the most interesting to me is the heel bone that was discovered. It seems to be the heel bone of a Jewish man that was crucified. And when the nail went through the bone and into the piece of wood, the nail hit a knot in the wood. And so when it was time to take the body down, they were unable to remove the nail and therefore had to amputate the foot. And that's what was discovered. And what's amazing about that is that many people claimed that there was no such thing as punishment by crucifixion. And now we know that it was a common form of punishment. Another discovery that was very interesting were sling stones. We know the story of David and Goliath, where he used a sling and a stone to bring down the giant Goliath. But what people don't seem to realize is that these stones weren't pebbles. They were actually, some of them, the size of tennis balls. And slingers were very good at what they did. They could sling the stone 60 miles an hour up to 400 yards. And so if you imagine a big stone coming at your head that fast and that hard, it could kill anyone. I noticed in the book you use secular commentators, not just these Christian biblical authors. Uh, why did you do that? The reason I use secular commentators is because I felt that if I had used only biblical commentators, people would easily dismiss the statements out of hand. I believe people put greater weight on the statements made by secular commentators because a secular commentator does not have an agenda of proving or maybe even disproving the Bible, whereas people might think that a biblical scholar's agenda would be to prove the Bible, and therefore they might say whatever is necessary to go along with that narrative. All right, so what about the critics uh, who aren't going to basically believe any of this? Well, as my father used to say, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. I have laid out the facts very clearly and etched in stone. And secular commentators confirm that the artifacts discovered support the scriptural claims. That's all anyone can do. And the rest is up to the reader. So ultimately, what did you want the takeaway from the book to be for readers? Well, I guess the main thing that I want them to come away with is the understanding that the Bible is not folklore and it's not allegorical. Everything that we're told in the Bible is factual and historical and that it can be completely trusted. And I think that's the value of archaeology. It's very difficult to dig something up and hold it in your hand or see it with your eyes and say, no, that never existed. That is author Lisette Bassett Brody here on a very special edition of The Water Cooler. And by the way, don't mess around with the Bible. A lot of people try to prove it false. They lose every single time. More on the book at etchedinstonebook.com or you can just... Once again, go to Amazon and search Etched in Stone. That does it for this special edition of The Water Cooler. Don't forget to catch our show every day, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern, 
on Real America's Voice. Until next time, America.